When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where do you reach this point where you become an entrepreneur or you find a path or you find some purpose? I said, if you don't know what it is just yet, start by doing something for somebody else. Welcome to Fierce Minds, Kind Hearts, the podcast. An inspirational, motivational podcast to strengthen you, to inspire you, to make you believe that no matter what you're going through in this world, that you are strong enough to overcome it with a fierce mind and a kind heart. In this podcast, we'll be exploring some amazing people's tough struggles, but also their amazing moments so that you can relate, so that you can understand, and so that you can implement some of these values into your life to help you with your own personal situations. Let's go, champ. I want you to know with this podcast that you're not the only one that's going through the things that you're going through, and we can help you. Listen up, learn, and have an amazing journey. Let's go champs. In today's episode, I'm joined by a man who's no stranger to the public eye. For many years, he's been causing havoc on the TV screens, but now he's turning his attention to football, a sport which runs deep in his blood. Today, we have a great, great friend of mine and the one and only Callum Best. What an intro, bro. I'll take it. Yes, bro. Yeah, we like that. We do indeed, dude. Listen, mate, first and foremost, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. I knew that today's episode was going to be, well, it's going to hit deep and it's going to be very meaningful, I think, to a lot of the people that are listening. I mean, let's kick off by how we met. I mean, we've known each other for years. I was thinking about that, bro. I was like, I don't even <laughs> remember how we met. I think it was a mixture of like healthy body power events or like mash up at some nightclub at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> many, many moons ago, dude. I'd say it's a good, what, 10, 10 years? We've known each other for 10 years at least. Yeah. And it's crazy when you think about it, how much has changed in those 10 years. I mean, like you say, we'd always see each other in nightclubs or pies mm. and now when we see each other it's for epic meaningful stuff i mean people see callum best that's been on the tv i see callum best in person and our kind of thing before our mantra we always got together mm. and had a great time mm. but i didn't really understand how strong how focused and how fixated you are on getting the job done mm. i guess what i kind of want to understand is this podcast is Fierce Minds, Kind Hearts. So I believe that in life, you have to have a fierce mind to combat all the adversity that will come your way. Of course. Definitely. But then fundamentally, if it's powered by a kind heart, then your potential is limitless because you're doing it for the reason that pumps the blood around your body. Mm. So I guess I want to know, like, where did you think that fierce mind kicked in? Where did that activate in your life mm. to, for you to realise I've got a fierce mind for you to be able to get through the things that you've got through? I think what's great about our friendship is that it came naturally, but then it also, we had a, a similarity of that trauma 
and it doesn't it doesn't have to be trauma for everybody but i find that people that deal with a loss or a traumatic life experience if they can figure out how to get through it then it is like you can use it to channel you can use it to focus you can use it to overcome you can use it to better people around you from a loss of a parent right I lost my mind and I went completely nuts for a long time. But then I figured out that that wasn't the path I wanted to go down. I had to go through all highs and lows to get there. But as soon as I realized that by sharing my experience and sharing my journey and figuring out how to get from the shit, dark, lowest points to the light and make it a better life and a productive life and a helpful life, that's when you start realizing that, right, I've got something to give and there's a power that can build in you that is a no holds bar. I will not quit power. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have no choice but to be in it. And then it's just about channeling every bit of doubt that comes to your mind to say, no, I can, I will. And you know what, that I can, I will, this is completely going off topic here, but I was speaking to you the other day and you were telling me how you were going to climb Mont Blanc. And it took me to some flashbacks about when I climbed Mont Blanc, yeah? yeah? And there was this point where it was like day two of this climb, like one of the tallest mountains in Europe. And I had signed up for it. I know we've gone completely off topic, but I'm gonna just go with it. No, let's go, let's roll. I work for this charity, or I'm a patron for this charity called NACOA, National Organization of Children of Alcoholics. I've been with, them, been with them for 15 years, right? Super proud, it's one of the proudest things I could ever Incredible. go. Thank you, brother, for, that I could ever do. And they're like, what do you wanna do challenge-wise? I said, I wanna do the toughest challenge I could do. What, let's come up with something. They said, have you climbed a mountain before? I went, no, I'm down, let's go. Put a team together. So I grabbed a few friends. I grabbed David McIntosh, you know David, yeah. don't you? I Big grabbed da David, a girl named Sophie Grace Holmes, and a few other people. And we just flew to Chamonix to climb this mountain. I had no training. I had no background on what the mountain was. I had nothing. I just went, yeah? yeah. All of a sudden, we get there. I'll talk you through a little story because it might come about, right? So we land in Chamonix. We all go to this, like, house that we're all going to stay in. And there's these guides, two French guys and an Italian guy. And they're like, all right, so you've got two days to chill. And then on day three, we're going to go climb this mountain called Grand Paradiso. It's like a practice run. Warm up. Practice run, yeah? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. All good. I'm in shape. I play football. I go do my cardio classes. I spin. I lift weights, whatever, yeah? yeah. <laughs> but again, luckily, and this is why it's cool to have people that are on that same wavelength as you. I had David McIntosh, and he is an animal, yeah? yeah? Like, is, the guy yeah. is an ex-Marine. Like, he is a beast of a man, right? So I'm thinking to myself, I can't fail because I've got him, and I, I don't want to fail in front of my boy, first yeah. of all, right? So we go there, and we, we get to this first mountain, and it took us a full day to climb. But I remember when I got to the top of that mountain, I went, it's the toughest thing I've ever done. It's the, it was the toughest thing I'd ever done at the time. And I turned to the guide and I'm like, what is this compared to Mont Blanc? It goes 30%. And I'm like, no uh, way. So all the fear, all the doubt, all the just planted seeds in my head, I can't do it. I went back to the place we were living and I was like, guys, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm not gonna be able to do this next mountain. Morning of the thing, Everyone's getting their stuff together. And I'm actually like, nah, I actually don't think I can do this. Talked myself around, went, did it, got to the top of this mountain. And I'm just so glad that all the fear and the doubts that you would usually, if you didn't know how to channel and you didn't know how to focus and turn the negatives into positives, if I didn't know how to do all those things, I would have missed out on one of the experiences of a lifetime, you know? Yeah. And I think that's part of the question you asked me at the very beginning. If you have that power and have that capability to say, okay, I can, I will. And what I love about what I've learned in life is that my brain went, no, 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 no. And I started to go, all right, what do I do? I can, I will. 
and I just got in my own head and I just stepped one step after the other. I can, I will. I said it out loud to myself. Yeah. Self-talk, yeah? yeah? As you know. It's so important. Massive, massive thing. One of the biggest things I've ever learned is about how you speak to yourself, right? Self-talk, I can, I will, I can, I will. I said it for like 14 hours just straight, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Day two, we reached the top of the mountain and I just, I almost cried, bro. It was yeah. like, yes, yeah. yeah? And it was one of those moments that you'll never forget. Incredible. So. You know, <coughs> it was really good to listen to that. You know, because you've been through trauma, mm. right? You've suffered. You've been to dark places. Mm. You've probably been, it's not similar to me, you've been at a point where you think, I'm not going to make it to next week. Mm. When you're at that point in life and you're, and you're seriously at that point with those lows where mm. you're capable of doing something like that, mm. to bring yourself back, you have to implicate so many small little tactics mm. that lead to the big goal. Mm. And self-talk is one of them. If, you, if you've not really been through trauma and you don't have to push yourself to the limit, you wouldn't really understand, even though it's something so small, how important it is. Mm. You know, going, I can do this, mm. rather than, ah. Like, I, when I was on some of the bike rides and we had to climb, like, for six miles and we'd be climbing on an incline for, like, an hour, yeah? Like, I used to say to the guys, I said, every time we see an incline, don't let me hear you go, oh. Yeah, because then it just plants the seed. As it? soon as you see an incline, yeah. go, yes! Yeah. Let's go! Because that little self-talk changes the whole game. Yeah. If you say to me now, I'm happy, we're going to smile. Yeah. If you say, I feel strong, you feel good. We're going to feel good. And that's how, it, and what you tell yourself is kind of the reality of who you are and what you can do. Yeah. And it's important, like you say, not only to spread that positivity to other people, yeah. but you've got to share it with yourself. In your story, there was a lot of things that I think, a lot of messages to help people in life. One of those things was, obviously, we did SAS, which was hugely stepping outside of our comfort zone. And you did Mont Blanc, from which you described, is hugely stepping outside your comfort zone. And one of the things I kind of preach to people that are not only going through trauma and that have been through hard times, but everybody in this world, I tell them that it's important to test yourself on a daily basis. Mm. It's important to step outside of your comfort zone because that's where growth is formed. Mm. It's also where you build your mental resilience to tough times, mm. which inevitably we are going to have in this life. Mm. And all the doubts that you had before SAS, during the tough times when you were scared on Mont Blanc, because you pushed through and you achieved something, the level of satisfaction, the level of growth the fact that you never regretted pushing yourself to that limit mm. is something that I believe people need to understand and kind of implicate in their lives. Mm. How important do you think it is to step outside of your comfort zone and challenge yourself? Because I know like the challenges that I'm doing now, I don't believe I have any limitations. Mm. I've conquered and I've achieved so much with these challenges and pushed myself to a next level of mental and physical exertion that I'm like, well, nothing else is going to stop me. Yeah. And because of that tapping ability that I've had to use, when I have tough times, stress, anxiety in life, I'm just weathered mm. to endure it, yeah. to get through it. Yeah. So I guess what I'm asking you is like, with your like certain achievements, yeah, how important were they mm. in the fact of like you being you now? Because I think if you had implicated some of that when you initially first had your trauma, mm. you probably wouldn't have enjoyed it for so long. Yeah, without a doubt. Completely agree. And I think that you just got to find what it is 
that is right for you to step out. You know, fortune favors the brave is like one of my favorite expressions because you ain't going to get shit by just living a comfortable life. And you know what? I actually can't take away. We can't take away from people that just want to just do that and be that. And it's like, cool, do your thing. If you're happy being there, whatever makes you happy. But we find probably that most people aren't happy because they aren't doing things that test them. They aren't doing things that make them grow. You know what I mean? And I think that you've got to find something that, will test you that you're okay with. It's like baby steps. It's like, you know, even though the traumas were 15 years ago, I mean, obviously there's life struggles. It doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't end. There's obviously there's life struggles that we go through. But even yesterday, I was training with somebody new that I'd never trained with before, lifting weights. And I got there and we were going to do this. This is just a minor example. We were going to do this set. And it's like, you sit down and you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. I got this one, two, three, boom. And we're in. Yeah. And he was like, that's a good attitude to have. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, you would rather do that and go and I don't know if I can lift that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this one done because those little seeds of doubt, as silly as it sounds, they're massive. You know, the way you speak to yourself, the way you speak outwards to the universe, the way you you project and carry yourself affects everything around you, but you've got to start with what's going on with you on the inside as well. And I think that to God, there's a lot of points here, but a huge turning point is that for a long, long time, it was poor me, woe me, this sucks. My, My circumstances are shit. Right. And during those times, it was like literally everything around was shit. Yeah. As soon as you go, actually I can, I will, I'm going to make this better. That self talk, after a long time of practicing it, something bad news will come in and you sit in it and you go, that sucks, but what can we do to make it better? Instead of sitting in it, let it take over and then everything sucks. One more thing on that, on how do you grow and how do you step out and challenge yourself? It doesn't always have to be physical. For me, I love a physical challenge, but this was the answer. I know we went around in circles, but the answer to how I started making things better was sharing a story. Yeah, sharing what I had gone through. I kept everything locked in for so long. And then one time I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to share my thoughts and my feelings. And by sharing my thoughts and my feelings was such a massive part of changing my life. Yeah, I did a book. My thoughts and feelings have changed since this book, but I risked it. I put things out there that I was scared to say. I was scared of what people would think, but I did it for my own therapy. And anybody who doubts what you have to do for yourself to become better yourself, then they don't fully understand this topic. You have to do what you have to do to become better because once you become better, you can then lead, you can inspire, then you can share, you can help. If the plane's crashing, you have to put your mask on first. Yeah. Because then you're in a position where you can help others. Exactly. You've got to make sure that your cup is full. I mean, as much as you've got to go through all the experiences to make where where it's empty, if you can make sure that your shit's together, and my, my, trust me, my shit ain't together still. <laughs> my shit ain't still together still. It's funny sometimes when you talk about these things about how life's changed and how we, how things are better and this is this and this is that. And I still got so many demons playing around in my brain. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think one thing that people, you, you can be like, you can seem quite self righteous being in this position, not like trying to tell people, oh, this is what I do, this is how I became better. The, the true fact of the matter is, it's a continuous, monotonous, cycle which you have to work on every single day yeah you don't go from bad to better yeah you go from bad to consistently trying to be better yeah and that's kind of why i've implicated a lot of like ultra endurance things in my life in terms of physical nature because i see life as a battle of endurance yeah it doesn't stop the pain doesn't stop the trauma doesn't stop the demons don't stop coming it's a case of are you capable of enduring it are you prepared to go you know what every fucking day Mm. I'm turning up 
every fucking day I'm going to make a conscious effort to make myself better yeah. every fucking day I am prepared to battle and I think that's the mentality that some people get they they try for a couple of days and it doesn't work out yeah but like anything in life you have to work hard at it to see the results yeah and it's crazy how tough life is but you said a point there about talking as well like one thing that you've always been maybe not always but one thing that i've noticed about you your delivery is amazing and i think your delivery is amazing because you speak from the heart mm. you don't hold anything back mm. and i think that's because you've to a point accepted your situation yeah you've accepted who you are yeah and that means that you can move forward with it you can deliver it i think a lot of people are holding things back a lot of people kind of try and say something, but they're not prepared to say it all. They've not yeah. really accepted who they are. They've not accepted what's happened to them. Yeah. So then they can't actually speak properly on it. But I know that when you spoke, I believe that it was like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah. If you have no secrets, it's like yeah. nobody can bro, hurt we you. We ain't talking about secrets on here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about life-changing moments, but some of our secrets ain't ready for the podcast. But yeah, no, I'm with you fully on that one. I think that... uh. Recently, I went into the, the House of Parliament and I like spoke on behalf Incredible. of this alcoholic charity. And it was one of like the kind of proudest moments ever is just thinking to myself. But that was because 15 years ago, I started talking about it. So it's like once you start the process of getting the things out to heal yourself, it's a battle. It's a struggle. It's a, And still to this day, if I was to tell a small minded person about how I struggle with an alcoholic parent, they'd be like, we don't give a fuck because your dad's George Best. There's small minds out there that still aren't ready to open up and accept and grow and be that you know and you for example is a small percent of the world that leads by example a lot of people don't want to get out and go do an endurance run a lot of people don't want to go out and go do a bike challenge but because you've been through what you've been through you're like that is your way to better yourself or to cope or to deal and by chance your way of coping is a way of actually inspiring other people so there's like this really weird cycle I believe that goes with it is that you have to struggle with it then you have to go okay what can I do to make this a bit better let me try an endurance run yeah off that endurance run your brain starts to go okay i like this place test me a little bit more with yeah. this stuff and then people start to see it and go he's really snapped from that to that i'm inspired and now you're in this place where you're still dealing with your demons we're still dealing with our demons but by the actions you take people from the outside with the platform that you have will be inspired by what it is yeah well i think anyway yeah. you know i mean this kind of leads into our second part and and like we said this is fierce minds kind hearts we've kind of touched on the on the basis of you know when that fierce mind really ignited how you've used it to combat a lot of things but the really important part of this this podcast is is the kind heart part because this life it's about love it's about positivity it's a, it's about the heart is what pumps the blood around your body it's what keeps us alive that's where i believe my true strength is now i can honestly say for me yeah I've got a fierce mind. Yes, I do need a fierce mind. But my my life changed when my daughter came into my life. Mm. That's when my heart really started pumping. Obviously, I've, I've spoke to you a lot on it and a lot of the listeners know, but when I lost my daughter, like, it's on my heart completely shattered. Mm. But then I, I believe I found my purpose. Mm. For the love that I have for my daughter and the fact that I still want to be the best daddy for her now and the fact that I want to take her around the world and my number one goal in life is to hopefully know 
that I've made her proud. Mm. That's all from the heart. Mm. And that makes me capable of achieving so much in this world. That's what's going to make me conquer this world in the end. And I guess, like, my point is, you became a better man and you were able to to manage and learn how to cope with your trauma when you found your purpose. Yeah. Which was being a patron of yeah. your charity. Yeah. Which is now being a chairman for Dorking Ladies. Yeah. Because women deserve more in the sporting world and especially football because they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. You're always the first person to want to help. You're always the first person to want to get involved. So I believe that the trauma that we've went through, and it's, I, I hate it. I hate it every day. But that's really our superpower. Mm. You can either let the, the events in life that happen to you completely break you. Fully. Or you can use that pain as your purpose. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing. So... Because you have got such a kind heart, I believe that's what saved you. Because yeah. I believe if you didn't have that and you turned up to your pity party every day yeah. and you thought, why me? Yeah. Rather than what you can do to influence and help this world and the people that need it, yeah. you wouldn't be sitting opposite me now. I agree 100, dude. I agree 100. And I think that is the flip side of what what your podcast is, is that the fierceness that says, okay, I am going to turn up for myself every day. I'm going to self-talk well. I'm going to go through whatever I need to go through to get the fucking point done, yeah? That's the fierceness. And then the softness of it is being a good human. When was the first time where you woke up and were like, you know what, I want to help. Mm. I have got a purpose. I want to help. I'm going to say I like to think that my mother raised me well, yeah? I'm going to say that I think Amen. that the, yeah, right? I think that the core values and the, and the good morals were always there. I still make some stupid mistakes, Same. but I believe, yeah. I mean, we know each other well enough that we know we still make, and we still continue to make mistakes, but I think. Knowing that person's always there. Yeah. And always going to love you. Yeah. And always can put their arm around you. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. I love my mom to bits. I'm a complete mommy's boy. But I also know that with the good morals and the kind of good values, no matter what mistakes you made in your life, you still have this like kind of this core code that you stick with. And I think that once you start to learn how to use that for positive or to give back or to share, and I think a big part of my kind of heart opening up to being better was by sharing a story. It's the same as the fierceness, actually. It's the the softness is the same as the fierceness in sharing a story. Because my although I know my situation is unique, I knew I had a platform to be able to share what it was like having an alcoholic parent that wasn't there for me that died when I was young. Yeah. And it's one of the things I love the most about what I've been through is that I remember at 24 coming out of a hospital, yeah, surrounded by the world's news, yeah. They'd been there for like two months. I used to have to sneak in the back of the hospital or sneak underneath the car park exit to get out and get in. And I remember looking at this picture of myself like half the man. I actually look and I don't recognize the person, yeah. yeah. Bags under the eyes, just, just like jaundice like so unhealthy and looking and thinking where were you at then yeah what were you going through at that point I actually don't even really remember the feeling of what it was like then yeah. but I just know that it was completely scrutinized completely completely analyzed and doubted and all these different things and I won't get too far into it but I just remember at that point thinking 
wow, man, this is all a lot for me to take in. And I'm a young man who's just lost his dad. And people at the time actually still were like, oh, but you don't have a job. You don't, you still like to have a drink. You still, everybody had an opinion on what I had been through. And that's what sent me into this pity party. And I put my fingers up. And then in the next six years, I fucking snorted and drank my way through life. Yeah. As you do then, I made those mistakes. Yeah. It wasn't good for my soul. It wasn't good for my mind. It wasn't good for my body. And then as soon as I kind of snapped out of it, my mom was a big part to play in that. And so was believing in kind of spirituality and the universe and wanting to like, I'm like, you know, I put the feelers out there. I want to change. And as soon as I put that energy out to the universe, I got these opportunities. I went and made a documentary for the BBC called Brought Up by Booze, where I traveled around and met all these kids that were struggling way worse than me. And some people who had no parents and some moms who lost their kids to, to alcohol and all these different things. Yeah. And uh, I realized, okay, this is what's going to be good for me on a personal level to share my story. Off the back of sharing my story, I realized how important it was to help other people. And now for the past 15 years, a massive driving force of mine is about helping people, whether it's quietly, whether it's publicly, whether it's any way I can, being good, caring about people's feelings, having good manners, having a good moral compass, wanting to make positive changes for others and yourself. I think one of the best things in the world is providing value to other people. Yeah, and someone amazing. said to me recently, what do I do for myself? Like, where do you reach this point where you become an entrepreneur or you find a path or you find some purpose? I said, if you don't know what it is just yet, start by doing something for somebody else, right? This is my thoughts. Start by giving value to somebody else because the universe, and I'm a massive believer in the spirituality shit, yeah? Let's, let's go into that after. Like, like, cool, I'm on. happy with that. The yeah. universe will say, you've just made an effort to provide value to your fellow human being. Here is a little something, something for you to show that you're on the right path, Brother. yeah? Brother. It makes sense, Brother, when I was authentic to who I am and my goal and my path, that's when things started coming in. The universe has got a, a, a really strange way of throwing back what energy you put out yeah. to the opportunities that come in your path. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about spirituality? Because I'm, I'm a believer in God, but it's interesting to know where your kind of belief system comes from, your faith or your... Well, yeah, you talk to me about yours because I think a lot of people will resonate. I think that, like, you know... Again, I think a lot of it came down to how I was raised. There was always like a sense of like this this feel of spirituality. I still don't even know. I just like know what makes sense to me, you know? And I think that's a great way if you're not a religious person, if you don't believe in God, you're like, okay, well, what can I put my my thoughts and my feelings and, and some of my beliefs into? And I, it originally started, and as cheesy as it sounds, I think the first tattoo I ever got was karma. And I believed in what goes around comes around. I believe that. I still believe that to this day. Yeah. I'm the kind of dude where I believe if like, if I was to, and I wouldn't, but if I was to take a five pound note from that person, something would happen to me three seconds later. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. yeah. And I still believe in that kind of stuff. Well, three so days, three months. Something it's gonna, it's will happen. Back around, yeah. Yeah. But I actually felt it so strong that it literally used to be straight away. Something would come back around. And I think that. I'll tell you just a little story. I think I always had it in me, but I'd come out of this rut from about 25 to about 28 or 29. Like life was sh at an all-time low. I had no self-belief. I talked to myself horribly. I used to walk down the street and not make eye contact with people because I thought they'd think, look at that piece of shit, right? And I remember like 
I wanted to change, but I didn't know how to change. And my mom flew back from America to the UK and she like got this place down like an hour away from me. And I hadn't seen her in probably like five or six years. I was I completely cut off contact with her because I was seshing so hard. Yeah. yeah. I was fucking, I was just so lost, but I had to go through these things. And so I went to go see my mom and I was so nervous. I was actually like embarrassed of what I've been through. I like didn't really want to see her, but I went. And we went for a walk and I remember we like, I walked, oh, sorry, I walked into her house and there was like candles with a nice smell. And I was like, oh, I haven't had that for six years. There was like a, a fire in the thing. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is lovely. Wow. There was her dog. And I was like, oh, everything about this is what I've been missing. This kind of homely feel that I hadn't had a feeling of for a long time. This is just my own experience. Yeah. And she goes, son, do you want to go for a walk? And it's like nighttime and the, the moon's out and we're walking down the street. She like put her arm in my arm and I was so uncomfortable with it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong? This is my mom. Yeah. And at that moment, I remember saying, you know what? Now is the time I have to make change. I have to make change. And I believe as soon as I put that thought out into the universe, days later, I had this opportunity, like I said, to make this documentary. And this documentary was about me wearing my heart on my sleeve, talking about the shit I'd been through. Yeah. yeah. And by sharing my experiences and hearing these other people's experiences and in my own way, like a therapy that I'd never done before. It opened up to me believing in what you put out, you get back. And then all of a sudden, no, it's 15 years later and I have a degree in mindfulness. I have a degree in a life coach. I don't use these things. I don't claim them as such, but I was so into all these different tools along the way. I've never stuck with any of them, but I tried everything out. I, I launched a wellness journal company about gratitude and wins for the day. I then launched a crystals company that was about good energy. I then, you know, tried all these different things. Yeah. Whether or not I believed in it or not, I'm like, I'm going to give it a whirl because I've seen these things everywhere. Something might resonate with me. And then eventually this, this mindfulness topic that everybody kind of talks bad about now, or they call it cliche, mindfulness was just about like being respectful to myself but more importantly, and just as importantly, being respectful to other people. Yeah. And that's how I am. Good manners, bring value to your life, offer service if I need to, but while we're still respecting my own boundaries, you know, yeah. not just for shits and giggles. It's like, it has to have a purpose, but I think that I stepped into this kind of open mind, spiritual universe thing, and now I live by it, you know? But it, it, it's so evident to see. Yeah. You know, like you, you can have some people and you think, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit, bullshit. When you look at who you were, what you've gone through, and the man that you've become, it's evident to see that all these aspects that you were talking talking about today, you've implicated into your life and they have helped you. Yeah, massively. But it's been very conscious, isn't it? You know, like I think a lot of people, they're waiting for something. Yeah. It has to be a very conscious change. You have to be conscious of, of this change yeah. and being this person and doing these things yeah. in order to grow, right? It's not something that one day just like happens. Yeah, you have to like, oh, want better to make... Now. Yeah. You have to want to make that difference. And... I keep I, I preach about it and I say the same things every day because it's every day like if you're religious and you pray you don't yeah. pray once a week or you, you, you pray every day sometimes multiple times yeah. a day if you, can't you just dip your finger in and go oh um. yeah if <laughs> yeah. you're into spirituality you, yeah. you don't know like, oh I'm gonna be a good person today or I'm gonna I'm gonna do something nice today so the rest of my life I get good karma yeah it's consciously every single day yeah. and that's the same with mental strength. That's the same with physical, physical capability. Yeah. It's the same with having a successful business. Yeah. It requires attention, yeah. drive and focus every single day. If you want to be good at it, yeah. you want to be better. Fully agree. You want to succeed, you want to grow. Yeah. And that's something that I, I want to get out into the world. And another thing that I want to get out into the world as well, Callum, is 
a lot of people can't acknowledge their problems. A lot of people don't want to talk about their problems, like you say. And it, and I think that's because people are ashamed. Yeah. But, you know, like one thing that we've always been able to do, yeah. whether it was on a night out or it was on SAS or it's here now, we've always been able to, like, just take down that barrier, mm. the boundaries, because... I know that I'm fucked up. Mm. I know that you're fucked up. Mm. I know that you are not going to judge me. You know that I'm not going to judge you. I think that's important for people out there to realise that, you know what, like, when you talk about your problems, your issues, you're not going to get judged because yeah. the person that you're talking to is probably equally as fucked, fucked up, up as you are yeah. and they probably need to talk. And I think once you, once you lower those boundaries and that yeah. barrier, that's when the real connection goes. Yeah. Also... It's a huge weight off your shoulders yeah. talking, isn't it? And one of the biggest things you said there that I think is super important right now and why I think that this message from Patty the Batty went viral is that, you know, and I've seen it from, from that fight, you felt the realness, you felt the authenticity, you, you felt how strong and important the message was. Yeah? It was a moment. Fully. What you said there was if you drop the judgment, yeah, and you allow people to share what they're going through because they're obviously fucking struggling, then that will help them be better. Yeah. There should be nothing that stops people from helping other people become and do better and be better and heal themselves, yeah. you know? So and I, it, uh, what, one thing that I, I've learned, say, on my journey, because I, <laughs> I've been quite apparent that I don't mind crying in front of people. I'll cry, I'll be upset, I'll share things that probably people will think, oh, that, that's made him look very vulnerable. But one thing I've noticed is when I walk into public, the amount of men I've had come up to me and cry and give me a hug and they start telling telling me their problems, it's like they feel like, oh, he does it, yeah. so can I. Yeah. I think sometimes it, it, it's great to, to just drop this persona mm. and be real because being real and, and talking doesn't mean you're weak, yep. doesn't mean you're vulnerable. Yep. It just means that you're honest and transparent. And if you can take that weight off your shoulders... Yep you'd be surprised of the levels that you can actually reach. It's like, I'm like, yes, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, you know, there's this saying going around, it's okay to not be okay. If you're prepared to do something about it. Yeah. And what I want to do is create like a, a movement of people that can be open, mm. that can talk, but are prepared to go, let's grind yeah. and let's get out of this hole. Yeah. Let's all get out of this hole together. Yeah. Let's climb. You know what I mean? If you're at the whole first, put your hand back in and pull someone out. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's what, what I believe you do. And that's why we've been friends for such a long time. That's why we will always be friends. And that's why today's conversation has been great because you're a person that has not always been strong, but you're also consciously prepared to not only do something about it to benefit and to help and to grow yourself, yeah. but to benefit and help and encourage the growth in other people, yeah. which is amazing. I, I completely agree with you. And I think there's there's that saying that like... Shout out Paddy the Baddy as well. Yeah, and Meatball Molly. Great, yeah. man. What a fight that was, amazing. both of them. And I think there's a, there's a saying about, you know, you... God damn, what's the saying? It's about being being prepared to be the warrior, but being the soft person. Like, you, you can do both. You can... It's better to be a warrior. That's it in a garden yeah. than a gardener in a war. Yes. What I try and say in life is, and I think a lot of people get me misconstrued, I say the same thing, you have to be a beast, you have to be a monster. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you walk around smacking everybody or being mean, but how nice is it if you see a monster that's being kind? That's yeah. a choice then. Yeah. If you're a person that has no other option but to be nice yeah. because they're scared of everything, yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. If you're a monster that has the capability to tear the walls off any building, yeah. but you choose 
to help other people, to lift Conscious other people. That's the beautiful side of it. Yeah. Because in life, like life throws that many things at you that you need to be a warrior. Yeah. And that's what I try and say. It's not like, yeah, you don't have to be the biggest, toughest guy, but you have to make a conscious effort to do the right things that are going to help you out. Hell yeah. What a message that is, bro. What a message that is. It's exactly that. Whether it's a parent that dies, whether it's a daughter that passes, whether it's whatever the hell people are going through that feels like they're in something that they can't ever get out of, you can. It sucks at the time, but there will always be ways for you to channel to be better and do better. And I think the more people that... You know, and just to just to give you okay, not to be okay. Yeah, let's do something about it. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And just kudos to you to say what you're doing is inspiring. We've been homies for a long time. You know, as you said, we'll be homies for the rest of our lives. But you're turning a real sometimes you got to put it delicately, but you're turning a really horrible negative into a positive. Yes, it's going to sit with you for life. Yes, you know, and I hope for you at some point. You know, you can find. I hope for me at some point as well. I'm constantly battling but yet i talk about mindfulness i'm i'm like peace and love and zen and i go to myself at some point do i ever find that moment of home yeah do i ever find that peaceful moment but i'm actually okay if i don't because i like the turbulence i thrive under the pressure yeah yeah let me tell you something i'm going to say something to you now i want to grieve for the rest of my life mm. i want to feel the pain of losing my daughter every single day yeah because that means I love her and she's in the forefront of my mind. Beautiful. And the reason I talk about a fierce mind and being a warrior is because I want that pain. Yeah. I want to feel that hurt. I want to miss her. I want to love her. I want to think about her all the time. So if I've got to do that and I've got to get up every morning, I've got to be a fucking beast because mm. I'm combating something from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed every single day, never mind the rest of the stuff that comes my way. Yeah. I'm a person that I don't want to survive in this world. I want to inspire in this world. I want to motivate in this world. I want to help in this world. So in order for me to do that, I have to embrace the pain. I have to hold the pain. I have to push with and through the pain. And I'm accepting that that's going to be my life. Yeah. I'm accepting that I'm going to cry every day for the rest of my life, that I'm going to be sad every day for the rest of my life, that I'm going to hurt for the rest of my life. But if my daughter had to lose her life and go to heaven, that loss isn't going to be in vain. Hell her yeah, legacy bro. is going to continue. So I learned so much from being by that amazing little girl that I'm going to live and be a better person and do more things and help more people for the rest of my life. And I'm cool with that. And the only peace that I want to attain in this life is when I'm about to die, knowing that I've done enough to make it through them gates. And for the rest of it, I'm going to fucking go to war. Go That's it. Too right, bro. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you understand? Fuck yeah, man. Keep going to war. Keep inspiring. I love that we can have these conversations. I think this might sound cocky, but I think as two men being able to talk about the struggles and the highs and the lows to try to inspire the next human, we can't ask for more than that, bro. Talk to me about being a chairman yeah, yeah. of Dorking Ladies Football Club. Well, number one, how amazing. Yeah. Number two, I couldn't even believe it when I seen it. I thought, what what the hell is going on? But how did you get into that? How's it going? And what are your plans for the future? Because, mate, absolutely amazing what you're doing. And I, the girls are absolutely incredible. And I, I love that when we did SAS, I had everybody in the team do a whole good luck message for them and the football club, and they absolutely loved it. I'm going to tell this story as a perfect example of how the universe works, right? Yeah. When you do good and you believe you're doing the right thing. I'm on my Twitter account, yeah? Twitter's a strange-ass place, but I've got a bunch of United fans. They share, we share pictures of my dad. We talk about old memories. Sometimes it could be a beautiful place for me, right? Yeah. 
So I'm a big Manchester United fan. I follow the men and the women's team. Yes, I know you are. Love that. But um, follow the men and the women's team. One day, strangely enough, I'm like looking at, I think, the ladies' team, and this video popped up. And this video was from a campaign called Her Game 2, right? Yeah. And it was 10 ladies that held up pieces of paper and with r no words, just written on it, some sort of sexist abuse they had dealt with at a football game, yeah? Each one of them held up a paper about something that happened to them that made them feel uncomfortable, that I yeah. believe is wrong, right? Yeah. Video fully inspired me. I reached out to them, their campaign just launched. I said, can I be an ambassador for you, yeah? I love what you're doing, I would love to help you voice this campaign, battling sexism in football. You wouldn't wanna take your mom, you wouldn't wanna take your sister, you wouldn't wanna take your daughter and have them deal with some sort of sexist abuse at football. So then, I reached out to my friend's football team. My friend Mark owns Dorking Wanderers football team. And I said, you've just started a women's football team. They've just started this campaign. You're both going places, partner up. Yeah, so they partnered up. And then Mark said, thank you for the introduction. Then I said, can I sponsor the ladies team with one of my businesses? Yeah, can I put on my brand on, on the shirt? And he goes, mate, we've been friends for 20 years. You love our club. You know, you come down here, you watch some games. Why don't you take a role? And I'm like, well, what role is available? He goes, chairman. And I'm like, ooh, I fucking like the sound of that, yeah? yeah? But this is like grassroots level. This is like, you know, I'm a United fan. I go to United games. They treat me really well. I've always had this thing of wanting to be involved somehow. But then there's like this tier six grassroots women's football team. But I went, I love the story of picking not the obvious. I love the story of being able to help them go from where they are to somewhere better, yeah? So I said, I'll take the chairman role. So I took it. Literally the, the universe, two days later, in the entertainment world, I got a phone call, Curious Films. We make a documentary about West Ham United, the women's team, and it's been canceled because of COVID. We want to start it again. We've just seen you've taken this chairman role at the ladies' team. Can we come down and film a session? And I had no intention to do anything TV-wise. So they came down. They met me. They met the girls. The girls are all incredible. Next thing you know, it was commissioned by BBC to make this whole documentary. Wow. Although I didn't do it for television. I didn't do it for notoriety. I didn't do it for any of those reasons. I did it because I believed in helping this campaign battle sexism, and I felt it. So I made a decision to do something, and off the back of that, a great opportunity has come your way. And that's a perfect example of the universe. You do something for the right reasons with good intentions and a pure heart, some way or somehow that's going to come back around, but only if you don't do it for the reason of it coming back around, you know? Yeah. So I've been there for a year. We we uh, won the Capital Cup. We just got recommissioned for another episode. I was able to watch it back, and I looked at it, and I went, I'm really, really proud of that. You know, sometimes when you do a few television shows, you go, oh, no. But this is it. You can watch this one yeah. with anybody that's around you. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And like you said, it was for the right intentions, and I think it's amazing what you're doing. Thanks, bro. I think the girls are amazing. Yeah, I do and, too. And I just, oh, I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing, and the empowering thing about women's football now is still not where it should be. Yeah. But these girls now are really standing up. They're not being victims anymore. They're not saying, they're like, yo, look how good we are. Yeah. They're drawing eyes. Yeah. They're drawing attention. Yeah. And people are really, really interested in it's growing so fast as and the, so large and it's amazing. Fully agreed and as it should. And just to touch one time, one more thing on that Her Game 2 you wouldn't think that there needs to be a campaign to battle sexism. You'd hope not, yeah? Yeah. But even now I see these th this campaign post something and there's guys going, nah, 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 and making complaints and, and, and battling against it. And I just think, come on, we can do better, yeah? Yeah. Why do you have to choose to be negative? Why do you have to choose to put things down? Be a good person. It sounds so simple. And I think the more it's openly spoke about, and I'm not saying we're, we're the right people to speak about it, but we'll give it our best shot. We'll battle what we need to battle to make sure that good comes good. We'll make some dumb mistakes along the way still. 
I'll probably make 20 more mistakes with this football club and these choices, but at least I think I'm doing the right thing, you know? No one's perfect. Yeah. You're making a conscious effort to take this game and these ladies where they should be. Yeah, man. And yeah, it's amazing. Well, listen, usually with this kind of thing, you think, oh, do you know what? I hope the listeners are going to enjoy it and learn something from it. I'm really glad for myself that we did this today. Me too. I think I've got a more well-rounded perspective of you, a great perspective of you. I think you've delivered an amazing message and, and most importantly, I'll just really enjoy sitting and talking to you and seeing you again. Me too, brother. Don't make it so long next time. You know that. And if you get invited to the Man United games, well, you got to come, yeah. Give me a shout. I will. <laughs> I'll sort of some director's box here. And, you know, all these struggles. And one last thing, Ash, you know, all these, just to say to people, when we talk, this is, I don't hope I'm not speaking on your behalf. No, nah, no, nah, do you When think? we talk about the, the struggles and the fierceness and the battles, we're very blessed. We know that as well. Life can be a blessing as well, you know? And I know I'm blessed and we don't take it for granted. And, you know, you just try to do good. You'll make mistakes along the way. I was judged for many years for my mistakes, as I'm sure you were as well. But as long as you make a conscious effort to come good and do good, then who the fuck has the right to judge you, you know? You're gonna hurt, but use use that pain. Figure out what your superpower is and let it motivate you and drive you, innit? Yeah, that's it. Beautiful, Ash. Awesome. Really it's enjoyed a, this, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, Carl. My pleasure, It's been bro. amazing. Thank and you for coming. My pleasure, dude. Thanks for having me. And a great idea, this podcast. I think it's got a great name. And I think hopefully a lot of people will take a lot of good things from it. We hope so. Good, man. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fierce Minds, Kind Hearts. If you are suffering, struggling, or want to know more about mental health, head to mind.org.uk. Remember, your voice will always be heard and there is always someone to talk to.